Material Components, Season 2. Episode 6, Facts Out of Fiction. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. Heck yeah! You're welcome. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, let's do it again. No, uh... <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian Dacalar. I am Elliot, and I am playing uh, Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Just, is just Amari? That's I threw you a curveball and just said his name today. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Wild. I know. Well, you know what else is crazy? That question I ask every time, and that is, Olivia, do you remember what happened last time? I do. Uh, mission brief day. Mm. Um, upon the storm's repose, um, we were brought in to kind of a huge meeting of all the finder teams um which was rare and strange and it's because talgon 3 is in somewhat of a crisis um it has been taken over by a warlord named general moonstone lord general uh, moonstone lord Gen i don't <laughs> dignify him with his full title <laughs> mike <laughs> he's a warlord he keeps you safe okay uh, um i mean he certainly likes to think so yeah and basically we were given the rundown of uh, they clearly do not want any interference from the Cole Foundation or any sort of humanitarian aid e efforts. And also are doing some James Bond shit and trying to blow up the moon. Yep. Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, more, 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 more. Uh, it's the blown up. <laughs> the reason for which uh, is because the um, like pressure and heat uh, of like entry as moon fragments were like falling to Talgon Three has done something to modify the aether. Um, the Cole Foundation isn't really sure what, but it has apparently made it incredibly powerful. Um, and this General Moonstone. Not Lord General. Uh, Grand General? Is... Lord Protector <laughs> General. Yeah. <laughs> All terrible. Um, Assistant is... to the regional Lord Protector. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> is uh, using this to presumably uh, power his, like, conquest? We don't. Uh, and also using slave labor to do it, which is cool and great and... Yeah. Indentured servitude labor. I it saw is, your face do that. Yeah. <laughs> it is surf labor, and that's why it's a tricky uh, situation that the Cole Foundation finds itself in. If the Lord General was literally enslaving people, then there are p galactic powers that could be called. I but... mean, there's video of, like, 
literal like overseers with guns so that's it's not a good look and when they say that those are simply the efficiency managers then unfortunately certain galactic powers because we live in a cyberpunk dystopia dystopia elliot um shay took a couple of speech and debate classes so i'm (laughs) i am looking forward to exploring that in this game (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, it's going to be very, very dangerous. Um, they are actively hostile to the Cole Foundation. Um, and we all got new missions. Um, mm-hmm. Ours was to identify the the true identity of this Lord General Moonstone, because it's pretty clear that this is an affectation. <laughs> um, which, That's like... Not as- that's not his God's given name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not his Christian his name. Christian name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Duma took us in. Um, we debated on the way there kind of what the plan would be and sort of decided, like, we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> and we don't know why we were assigned this task. So we're just going to get down there and we're going to figure it out. I mean, the um, plan is reconnaissance. Yep. Information mm-hmm. gathering. The plan is we have no plan and we're just going to kind of take the punches as they come. And because uh, I just yes. re-listened to the episode, I know, but I don't know if any of you remember that Elliot said, well, it's not like we're going to go down there and ask the first person we meet if they can introduce us to the warlord. And that, that is exactly what we did. Exactly. We didn't ask. I'm pretty sure they said like. They offered. Yeah. We didn't have to ask. To be uh, fair, about to. Upon... you were told that you could meet with the Lord General's information minister. Uh, exactly. the Lord General himself in all his glory. Yeah. But that's like just as good. That's an in. That's an in. We got the foot in the door. It's, it's uh, something. Whose name is Thuvia Glan. Um, oh, I couldn't read my own handwriting. <clears throat> so yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in the city. Talgon City. Um, and we have some sort of plan to kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> A couple of points of clarification. the Not the Aether itself that became strange with the explosion of the moon. It is the, the Aethium deposits that were on the moon, that uh, most magical of metals that is mined out in space. The, the problem with naming your magic and the uh, metal that produces that magic, things that are very related, is that my brain is bad, and I will absolutely (laughs) mix those up again. (laughs) It's true, and I apologize for the use of Aether as a general prefix when it comes to magic and magic-related things in this universe. It it makes sense, Mike. I'm just stupid, (laughs) is all. (laughs) No, no, don't let Mike get away with this. Grill him. <laughs> but least ways. Things are not like like super efficiently named in the real world, so I think I think we can give this one a pass. It's true. The, we um, still call we still call it tin foil. It's not tin. Least ways as you were being assigned this. Yeah, the big question was why Oracle Zero? What? <laughs> Because that's the yep. name we came up with. Yeah. No. <laughs> on, on the spot. Yeah. No. 
More specifically, you all seem to acclimate to this job for several reasons. That the fact you didn't ask anyone, hey, why was it us? For plenty of reasons. Uh, The main one I seem to take away was, well, if we pull this off without asking, hey, why is this us? Then we're in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. <laughs> and so, without nary a comment to the other members of the Cole Foundation, you did go avant out into Talgum 3. The best part of any trouble we get into is going to be imagining Axel. Oh my god, um, I just told you. Amandito. Amandito. Holy goodness. Uh, just like cleaning out latrines somewhere. <laughs> Just like, why were why was Hyper Alpha assigned this job? It's weird. Shay hacked in and got all of the like <laughs> the assignments and moved them all around, and then just on Axel's one, to the one left. just like yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah just, just change everything in the the spreadsheet. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Shay. Your but- check is in the mail. <laughs> yes, you now find yourselves in the belly of the beast. Almost literally at this point, as you have found accommodations at a chain hotel known as the Golden Manticore. This chain of hotels uh, vary in quality from world to world, but for the most part, they are a fairly standard. Eh, it's pretty good. And apparently it'll do. it'll do. Right. It's better than like a, a, a Holiday Express, but it ain't quite the Marriott. There's no space bed books, so. No, exactly. You've, you've really got to worry about those on some worlds, because they are like mm-hmm. the size of your fist. Uh-huh. Tastes good, though. Yeah. Good to support protein. <laughs> That's what we call the continental breakfast on some worlds. <laughs> <laughs> you find a bed bug in your room? That's yours. That's on the house. <laughs> Gross. Cool, thanks. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. We charge extra for those, actually. <laughs> some some worlds, they charge extra. But yes, come the next morning, after getting a good night's rest at the Golden Manticore, you are working under the cover story that you are a research team for the Archive under the direction of, <laughs> of your Avia friend. Our teammate. team leader. <laughs> team leader. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> your pilot companion Duma is nearby relatively speaking somewhere on, parked beyond the outskirts of the city waiting for your signal to come in for a daring rescue if needs be or just a pickup if you manage to just mosey on out of here all casual like hmm mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see about that <laughs> you have the contact information for Juanthuvia Glan and you are in the midst of Talgan City. Your mission lies ahead of you. Team Oracle Zero, where is your next step? What what where what scene do we find our heroes in first thing in the morning? Oh, we made it to the hotel? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Did. Oh fuck, that's great. <laughs> we made it to Changes the hotel. Everything. We had a good night, you know, we were just relaxing. Um, what you discovered is that they Hotel has been taken over by the forces of the Lord General, and those who are sent here are apparently word has been sent ahead of your coming, and rooms are made available to you, and it is apparently the Lord General's special guests 
who are given rooms here at the oh. Golden Manticore. Yeah. So, so this, the first, you know thing, the first no. thing I'd like to do when we get there is just to check the room for any sort of listening and uh, observation devices. Just because, you know. Yeah, if if Shay's like, oh, heck yeah. Florian's like, no, no, no. Special guest means political prisoners. No, that's, 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 that's Elliot. That <laughs> Shay might sound a little busted tonight because I kind of forgot that they had an accent. Mm. Um, so <laughs> we'll see. But, um, but no, yeah, Shay would definitely like as nonchalantly as possible, like kind of put out aether feel once they were alone, put out aether feelers in their room to kind of see if there's any kind of tech other than the obvious stuff that has aether in it. Right. Lights and doors and yeah. Uh, bathroom necessities being able bathroom, to turn on hot water. Tech. You do find in all of your rooms, mostly in the lights, and the ceiling, and uh, one or two sensors around the edge of the doors, some listening devices near the posts of beds, a couple in the bathrooms. No visual detectors, but there's a lot of audio equipment set up around here. Can I... I'm assuming they're obviously listening. Can I... I just want to just go into a incredibly long and boring basically i'm filibustering the scene um and just go, go a long and boring dissertation on uh just general factoids about the planet uh the the circumference how quickly does it uh orbit uh around its sun what is you know what what are the primary you know mineral d- deposits found on here mm-hmm. just just as long as i can go just because if they are listening, I want I want to bore them so badly. This sounds like you are attacking with a knowledge talent, and I applaud I... you. <laughs> so yes, yeah, yeah. It's known yeah as the I, Oswald yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> attacking with boredom. I, yeah, I guess that is. What tactic uh... would this be? Because I'm leaning forceful. <laughs> Just jamming yeah, I, this knowledge down their brains. Uh, sure, that is my worst. That is my worst. Stat. I would accept a, an argument for something else. Um, let's go. It's not really clever. The only other thing, if not clever, I, I would say either bold or forceful is is uh, um, certainly bold. Yeah. Um, attacking with uh, knowledge is a uh, certainly an interesting tactic. We'll mm-hmm. see how it pans out. D8. And I don't really have anything. Well, I guess it would be knowledge. Oh, and planetology. Great. Um, so let's go. And if you want I'm to rolling. spend any Aether die. This is not really where I want to, uh, <laughs> you know, hit, hit the NOS on, on, on this uh, okay, die roll. Fair enough. I'm going to save it a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do this. I And is this the kind of thing where you would tell me I, I what the... Should I just roll it you and you'll just, just let roll me know? and the results I guess may vary. The results will be what they be, and I won't know either way. Um, eight. Okay. Yeah, you think you have droned on significantly... But upon this discovery, do you continue to stay at the Golden Manticore, I guess, would be my question. 
I think it's I think, real yeah. suspicious if we just leave all of a sudden. Yeah. Let them... Uh, I, I say we stay at the Golden Manticore. I don't know how we decide this without talking in... Are, are they listening devices or they're like video recording? Like what, are, what type of surveillance are we looking at here? It's tough to say precisely what everything is capable of. It's more that you're just detecting extra etheric signatures where there shouldn't be. Mm. You're pretty sure it's mostly audio because you think if it was visual, you'd be able to see little lenses. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, another question. Is this like a suite? Do we have like adjoining rooms or are we all in separate? You have four rooms on the 17th floor. Okay. So there is a room for each of you. They are is mine, next to each other, but none of them are connected. Is mine big enough to, say, throw a party in? Oh Jesus. my god. It depends how big of a party you wanted to have. Let's say, like, we brought in, I don't know, any number of guests from the street. You could fit as many people in this hotel room as one might fit into a normal-sized hotel room. How many times, Reed, have you and I been to PAX together, and there have maybe been an inappropriate number of folk in a Mm -hmm. hotel room? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Much as possible. Very loud snores. You know who you are when you listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so do the rest of us. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can guess anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Far too many people. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's a sh- it's a it's a, the amount of will to cram people into a hotel room versus how many theoretically should be there. So okay, cool. I'll just keep that in my noggin. And keep yeah, in mind that there are security forces of the Lord General located conveniently downstairs for anything that you guests might require. Hmm. I require more guests. To, they just have to say it out loud, and suddenly we get we, we get it. It's so convenient. Yeah, the service in this place is just fantastic. <laughs> um, how many did we pass on the way in? You passed at least a dozen that you could see. Damn it. There were ten, too many. ten downstairs and two when you exited the lift onto your floor. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh, I would like to okay. try something. I'm, I would I like to discreetly, right? Isn't that just like the core of what we do here? Is mm. It's just like, let me try something. I would like to discreetly bust one of these listening devices that I can kind of feel just one of them mm-hmm. what i want is to i want to do this and then like leave my room for some amount of time and then see if it's fixed when i get back kind of testing out really how how on the ball they are about this whole warlord and like sure cyberpunk dystopia thing i believe <laughs> that sounds like, like- a careful tactic could i argue quietly because that's a much better dice (laughs) quiet is definitely yeah absolutely that is perfectly acceptable as well um because i'm not trying to make a big deal out of it i think is more more the thing okay and i'm going to use uh my my uh talent within aether tech i'm gonna wreck it Mm -hmm. which seems appropriate it does 
You'd think that quietly and I'm going to wreck it would be antithetical, and yet here we are. And yet here we are. Isn't this... Isn't this world beautiful? <laughs> one one can destroy something quietly. It just mm. takes effort. Sure. Or a, a brain that you were born with that just sort of fucks with things. Story of my life. Leastways. Yep. <laughs> um, please roll. Okay. I'm assuming you're not throwing any aether die onto this? Foy dice. Foy dice. Always an option. <laughs> I I did not actually take time to get any of my Aether Dice back during downtime, so not for now. Okay. This is pretty low stakes, mm-hmm. so. Well, first up on, well, actually, I don't remember if this is uh, how this works, but um, I did roll two ones. On your tactic Ooh. and talent die? Yes. Cool. Cool. So, so this is what Kurt, we call failing see. spectacularly. Yeah. So I failed spectacularly, and on the St. Patty's drinking game, that is one d four drinks. <laughs> I was literally oh, just, just about one. to say that, Elliot. <laughs> Let's really date the podcast time travel here, and yeah, <laughs> point out that <laughs> this episode that won't be released until sometime in April. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Post Easter for sure. <laughs> so, as you have failed spectacularly, you have two options. You can either gain a condition, of which you have three in mm-hmm. total, or I may immediately gain three void dice. Both are so narratively interesting, um, but I am going to take a condition, um, and I don't know if we're naming those in this uh, this system, but I'm going to call it befuddled very good so you are befuddled there is a slight bit of feedback that courses into you when you try to disable this device and as you clutch at your head feeling your temple throb it is less than a minute before there is a polite knocking on your door uh open it and a very prim looking Midrian woman is standing there with a bright smile, and she will say, Hello, we noticed a power surge coming from your room. We were just hoping everything was okay. Oh, a a power surge. Uh, I didn't feel anything. Thank you for for checking up, though. Services here, here is impeccable, I must say. We take the safety of our guests very seriously here at the Golden Manticore. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, you wouldn't um, mind if I just came in and checked some of the aether fixtures very quickly. Oh, not at all, not at all. Yeah, whatever, whatever you need to do. Um, I was actually just going to go next door anyway, uh, check in with my um, research team and my research team leader. Excellent. Well, the door is keyed to your etheric signature, so you should be able to get in even if I'm already gone by the time you get back. Oh, thank you very much. And you see her make a beeline to where the device you tried to disable was um she has I think some I'm gonna... palm device and she's holding it up towards where it was uh i'm gonna go to florian's room okay as you come down the hall you see the two security officers down at the end of the hall near the lift one of them is just casually watching you as you go over to the door and knock give them a wave Helmeted head will nod towards you. Uh, yeah, I'll answer. 
I think he just opens the door. Yeah. Ah, uh, Florian. Can I come in? Oh, yeah, uh, of course. You settling in okay? Yeah, excited uh, to get to work, though. <clears throat> I know Ozzy's excited. Uh, oh. Pro- do- doctor... Mr. Theophilus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't think he's a doctor, not quite yet. Uh, not even close. <laughs> too, too, uh, too many degrees. Uh, too many degrees in uh, in uh, flux at the moment for that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flux. I think, is I, could, I think I heard him going over his notes between the the walls. He just Clearly. needs like twenty credits right in six different degrees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no, that's me. Uh, yeah. It's too close to home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> arts. Um. Communications major. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> I think, like, as we're chatting, Florian is writing something and uh, will tilt his paper notepad up and it says... Upside down, so it's not written very clearly, but it says, uh, you all right. Uh, and I think, uh, slight nod. I'm glad they recommended this place to us, though. Um, the service is really, really incredible. There was apparently power surge in my room. Boom. Someone up there to take care of it. Good place, this. Good to hear. I was wondering... What might happen if we were to lose power at any point for yeah you know um, and but no any, sort of, any sort of reason okay good <laughs> all of the research notes so anything this. we have to <laughs> any of the research notes any of the stuff that we have to work on that uh needs aether gonna be totally fine right excellent might want to let the other two know though yeah yeah uh i also I'm sure Oswald has things to prepare us for, for tomorrow. For sure. Yeah, we can definitely collect the other two, I think. Do we see this hotel attendant? Like, as we're... You're gathering or is she already gone? Once you are coming out of Florian's room, you see that Shay's room is closed up. Whatever she did was very quick. Okay. Just to let you know, it is the middle of the night here on this planet. It doesn't feel like it to all of you because time and space travel is weird. Mm-hmm. But you did arrive on the night side of the planet and it is still uh, in yeah. the middle of the night. Local time puts it at about 3 in the morning. Talgon 3 has a 26-hour day. Sunrise should be around 9 in the morning. So you have 6 more hours of relative darkness to contend with. Relative, because you're in a super city and everything is fairly well lit. At least in this section of the city. Florian, Shay, do you have anything else? Or did anyone have anything else they wanted to accomplish? Yeah, I actually think if it's that early, then... Yeah, if we could retcon that a little, like... I I don't think we're going to have any productive meetings here. And it's also three in the morning. Yeah. I am going to spend the evening when before I sleep, as as I often do, trying to recreate um, the gravity well that I saw, but on a, a much smaller scale through um, 
through uh, Aether uh, spellcrafting. You know, trial and error. Um, uh, okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole, whole hotel just started floating. It's just gone. It's just going up. Through sheer force of will, you're mm-hmm. attempting to manipulate gravity? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just just to to mildly adjust the uh the the Higgs field around like let's say like a a, a small object on a desk. Right. If we increase sort of the projected mass that it has and how that how space around it is affected, maybe I can figure out something. You know um, that this would be easier with some kind of emerald athite focus. But hmm. just attempting, I mean, you're throwing your head against a brick wall at this point. You don't have any skill in spellcraft, correct? Uh, I do have skill in spellcraft, but I don't have any specializations. Okay. Do you have a D4 or D6? A D6. Okay. Maybe at some point in the evening you get it to where you can't pick the mug up off the table for maybe half a second. And is that just because of your tiny little arms, or is that because it was more dense of an object? You don't quite know. I imagine I like I'm trying to lift it up with all of my tiny little bird strength, and then it like gives a, like a second later, and it like goes flying across the room and shatters on against a wall. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, that absolutely yeah. can happen. <laughs> Are we fast forwarding to the morning then? Uh, yeah, Mari went right to sleep. Are we fast forwarding to the morning, or is there something we should know about that happens while we're sleeping? <laughs> Come the morning, you <laughs> are awoken by a call, Oswald. Oh, the oh, the oh. room calm begins to chatter and bleep at you a little bit before yes. you were planning on waking up. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> Is is the is there like an intercom on on the wall in Zoom? By there's, the... a, there's a little uh, calm oh. on the nightstand right next to the bed. Oh, great! Uh, um, yes. Uh, hello, hello. Is this uh, Oswald uh, uh, Octavian? Uh, Oswald Octavian Theophilus the Third, archivist extraordinaire. Yes, yes. For uh, you work for the archive. Yes, yes. Of course. Uh, I'm sorry. It's I just. Just woke up. Who am I? Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Meredith. I work for uh, Minister Glan's office. I was hoping to schedule a meeting with you later today. Oh yes, yes, of course. Um, yes. Uh, hold on. Let me um, get put myself together a little bit, and I'll be. be I'll meet you down there. Or where? Where, where shall we uh, set up this? Uh, well, we were hoping to get you into the Office of Information at some point, maybe around... Does noon work for you? Oh, yes, I don't see why not. Uh, let's see, the time is... It is... Looks out. Roughly 8.45. Oh, yes. Yes, that sounds lovely. Um, now, uh, I am fairly new to this uh, to this planet, uh, lovely planet, uh, but don't necessarily know the way to uh, this... Uh, uh, what, what, what did you say the name of the building was? Office of Information, formerly the Grand Library of Talgon City, but it has oh. since become the centerpiece of the Grand Ad- Grand General's Center of Information and Re-Education Facilities. 
great. Okay. Well, I am excited. Uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, uh, members of the Archive are always excited to learn new things, and there's so much to learn about this lovely planet. Absolutely, and we hope to put our best foot forward for whatever entries end up in the Archive. <laughs> of course. Uh, yes. Uh, noon. Sounds excellent. I'm sure you'll be able to find instructions on locating the Office of Information from any of the helpful members of the staff over at the Golden Manticore. I will do just that, thank you. We look forward to seeing you at noon. Mm. And they hang up. Mm. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll let everybody know. Good news, everyone! <laughs> oh no! God, oh, no, that is what it is. is that, is that oh, no. just who he is? Yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't plan that, but that is that is just who he is. I guess he's. Oh, that's we're how all it's gonna shaping die. up. Yeah. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Swear who to God, if you invent Bender? the thing longer, I will be very disappointed in you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yes, I'll I'll let uh, everybody know. We have a we have a meeting. Also, Bender is clearly Duma. Come on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right. So you gather yourselves together, and is there anything you want to accomplish here in Talgan City before your meeting at noon? Sounds yes, like a- there is. Okay. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody else to have something to do. This could happen like on the way, even. But if I could just. One of the, like, uh, tents that has been set up in this city. I think specifically Florian is going to look for um, if anybody looks sick or injured. Because that makes a good cover. Because I have med kits. I just want to ask some questions. Okay. You come over to the side of the street. And as I described before, the main streets of Talgan City are conspicuously clear of any individuals who are stopped or making camp, but there are tons of refugees, and especially now in the daylight, there are way more people out and about in the city. The streets are now choked with hovering transports moving to and from. Generating lift, they rise about about a meter off the ground. Very few of them are flying around in the air above you. There are one or two flying transports, but for the most part, the hover trans are moving around at a quick clip, never going much faster than a person can run, but they are moving steadily throughout the city, transporting goods and all sorts of things. You want to go into an alley and just find somebody to talk to? Seems like this can only end well for me. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Moving over to an alley, you find a small little camp erected here, there appear to be a great many number of people. Uh, I would say the vast majority of them are Midrian, but there are a few uh, lichens here and there. That seems to be the, the species diversity of this planet seems to be lichen and Midrian primarily, with a couple of other scattered members of different species that you can see here and there. What makes this alley kind of maybe draws your attention is the fact that they seem to be a bit more organized than some of the other kind of 
flavella-esque assemblages you can see in the alleys elsewhere. This one appears to be better constructed, a little bit more put together. Those who are there are a bit more organized. You see them passing out food early in the day and splitting it up amongst each other in an equal fashion as opposed to just fighting over whatever scraps they can manage to get. And it all seems to center around a individual who sits at the front of a, a little lean-to tent, barely more than a piece of canvas stretched over a line strung between two large crates. It is this stocky, gray-green-skinned individual with broad shoulders, kind of a... a a stumpy, bald head that rises just above those shoulders, the neck kind of craning forward, a large, broad jaw with small tusks jutting up from either side of their lower lip and their nose slightly upturned in a, a porcine faction. This is an orcish individual. Um, yeah, I would... If it's a parent... Um, is this person, are they like directing this kind of um, food rationing or is it just more like people seem to defer to them? People seem to be deferring to him. Uh, he is not necessarily commanding anybody or di mm -hmm. directing anybody, but occasionally someone will be splitting up rations and a glance will be given back to him and he'll nod a little bit. Um, for the most part, he appears to be sewing what looks like a blanket out of scraps of cloth, torn up shirts and uh, thicker garments that he's using to stitch together like some kind of strange jigsaw puzzle into a roughly square blanket. I'll go up and, uh, and Florian doesn't really like have much... Clearly, as it was apparent from the conversation with Shay, not a lot of, like, uh, smoothness. Um, I think he just goes up and introduces himself and says, uh, do you, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? The orc would look up from his sewing and glance around, kind of like tilt the head back past you, but then look up and say in a somewhat demure voice, questions can be a little dangerous these days, friend. I am, yeah, I have come to that conclusion myself, but uh, I'm new in town and hoping to help out any way I can. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. <laughs> I'm new in town. <laughs> uh, all credit to John Mulaney. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> the orc seems to take that in stride. And smiles briefly, but then says, By simply stating that you wish to ask questions, you reveal your new arrival onto Talgan 3. Yeah, it's uh, quite something we have going on here, ain't it? Indeed. I am Brother Hewn. Brother? A simple title. The Abbey is far from here, but it is... Here, where I find my calling. And that is providing aid, or...? I provide aid where I can. I have a skill, and it can be plied. I would say winter is soon to be upon us, but the seasons are not what they once were. Because of the moon, yeah. Uh, are there others of your order around, or just you? 
There are some scattered throughout the city. We once had a monastery here, but it has been relocated. The abbot thought it best. Did Florian walk off by themselves, or are we all there? No, I think he'll. I think he'll say like, uh, "Hold up, everybody! I I want to. I'm going to ask around a little bit. Florian. So if you want to join me, you can." Florian, ask them what what faith they 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 follow. What what is their deity that they worship? Just calling what, what the from the of end of the alley. <laughs> just, uh, out of, just out of curiosity. Okay. Yeah, my my friend, I know, I can kind of hear him whispering behind me, and I know he's asking uh, me to ask you uh, what what god you serve. Like many of my kind, I serve the great eye of the heavens. And you would kind of know this. Uh, This is common knowledge. A lot of orcs cleave to a, a belief system that is about watchfulness and watching over others and being helpful and doing best to act when you see something that can be done to help another individual. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Basically, and I don't know if that I'm... <laughs> I kind of want to work out, like, if uh, he and his brothers are acting in, like, a coordinated way, if there's any sort of structure. Um, okay. This sounds like you're trying to get information. This sounds, I'm going to say, persuasion or... uh, Influence? You're influencing in some way, trying to gain information. Unless you have some other talent that might help with that. No, I think influence makes sense. Okay. Um, And I'm going to say that this is careful because I think that I am... I really don't want to, like, spook this guy and have him clam up on me. Boo. I got him. He, he ran away. Sorry, I scared him. I spooked him. He does he off. does he seem like um I don't know. Does he seem like he's trusting or does he seem like I'm gonna have to do a little extra to get him to open up? He he's definitely got a wary eye out and it, it seems less that he is attempting to mislead you and more that he is guarding his words in case there are other ears about. For sure. And also, like, he doesn't know me. I could right. literally just be a spy. Yeah. Okay. So in I'm case add... you can't. In case you can't hang. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't quite come out and say, you cool? But uh, that's definitely yeah. the sense you get. All right. Well, I'm just going to give off as many I'm cool vibes, I can hang vibes as I can. Okay. Um, so I'm going to add some aether to that. All right. So this um, is a careful influence. And do you have any specializations in influence? I don't. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yay. That is a 29. Whoa. Whoa. That is nice. absolutely a critical victory. I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this was a, yeah, a cool. challenging role to be sure, but not hard by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And... So, uh, you can, as a critical victory, you have a couple of options. You can either uh, successfully complete a finishing blow to remove this character from the scene. Um, Do it. <laughs> just yeah. finish. finish. Florian, just, Florian just removes the heart. 
flawless victory. Well, he said he said brother, and you went straight for Hulk Hogan, and, and you fucking super brother. Brother. A, a, a chair is suddenly produced, and I just smash mm-hmm. it across his head. Yeah. Alternatively, you can immediately regain one spent aether die, or the next player to act meaningfully may use the same tactics die. Uh, as the one used to score the critical victory, and if they do so, they get to roll two of that die. Oh, um, oh, do that one. How? Yeah, like how long does this effect last? This scene. Do that one. I want yeah, to observe every everyone around, see if anyone's paying any extra, you know, attention. Okay, so you want to alley oop this into a careful uh, perception roll of some kind? Yes. Olivia, this is your critical victory, so it's up to you. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, no, that that totally works. Okay. Yeah, I I don't want any of... I think, actually, that's probably what... Why it's so successful is that Florian clearly wants to help. He clearly has, like, a, a goal in asking these questions, and that is... I'm, I'm just trying to see if there's anybody who's actually speaking for these people, and he's a very genuine guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that means that Oswald, you can roll two of the careful tactics die, Ooh. plus whatever talent and aether die you wish to spend on this perception roll. Great. Assuming perception is the talent you want to be using. Yes, yes, it is. And know. then I have a special. I have a specialization in that, which is investigation. I don't know if that directly applies to this. I mean, um, you don't have any particular target to investigate, so I would say probably not. So let's just do that'll just be three d sixes. Nothing wrong with that. Make sure you separate oh. your tactics and oh. talents die. That's a good point. Okay, so uh, this will be the talent, and these will be the tactics. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Nine. Seems all clear. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Well done. Thumbs up. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you put out these good vibes, Florian, and what what are you asking? What are you? What kind of information are you trying to get? You're asking about uh. The, Brother Hume's organizational uh, abilities. I I just want to see if there's like, well, I, I'll I'll let you know all of the questions I have, and you can tell me based on my victory True. how yeah. many questions get answered. Um, I want to know if, yeah, if there's any like, any organization that is not controlled by General Moonstone that seems to have influence and or like sway over the people, um, if, whether or not that's whether Hune's organization or not doesn't super matter. Um, I want to know if there's a way to get out of the, if people have a way of getting out of the city. And I want to know um, how, if he knows how people are getting, she's sorry about that. Um, I want to know how, uh, if like refugees and just like people on the street are getting taken for the mines. Okay. What you learn is that, Brother Hune's organization, the Church of the Divine Eye, or the Eye of the Heavens, or the Eye of the Gods, it's called a bunch of different things on different worlds, but it's all amounts to the same organization, is 
still here on this planet, which speaks to the fact that Lord General Moonstone hasn't tried to suppress their order in any way. The orcs of that order have a reputation for being helpful on worlds throughout the galaxy, but they also have a reputation for immediately vacating entire planets if they feel like their order is under attack in any way, shape, or form. Which can lead to a lot of societal collapses if planets aren't careful about it. Because, oops, it turns out the orcs were all the teachers in the world. Uh-oh, now our education system has floundered. Or, oh, it looks like the orcs were helping us with advanced agricultural techniques and now they're all gone. So they have a, a very passive-aggressive way of just picking up and leaving if they feel like they're not wanted. Taking all of their resources and uh, skills with them. Space Union. A little bit. It, it, they're a very strange aesthetic religious order that is found throughout the galaxy in every region and uh, reach. Except for the Northern Reach, for the most part. But it seems like they haven't quite given up on Talgan 3 just yet. That is maybe due, in fact, to the second organization that you hear about. Apparently there is an underground of some kind. Yes. He, is refer he refers to them just as the underground. They apparently are working against the efforts of Lord Moonstone, doing what little they can, because apparently it's very dangerous to try to act against him. There has been no open conflict, necessarily, because that ends in a lot of people dead. It appears as though the, the weapons and armaments that the titular Moonstones are being modified into are excessively deadly. They are smuggling people out of the city via the flooded districts, but that is also where Lord Moonstone has his most watchful patrols. So the mining operations to the south are less heavily guarded and watched over, but that is because everyone who goes there goes there willingly, at least on paper. What you're getting when you sign up for that kind of serfdom is, again on paper, food and a place to sleep and live and stay warm. So they're getting fed and clothed and sheltered in exchange for really hard labor. Okay. And there are people and refugees who are volunteering for that work. It mm -hmm. is backbreaking work, but everyone who's there, some of them, the choice is between that and death. That's no choice at all. And I, I'm assuming, and you don't have to answer this if, if it's this is too much, but uh, if there's, like, any sort of carceral system, you can be, like, sentenced to it. Like, ah, you attacked a peace officer, and now you're in the mines. And Brother Hewn will shake his head with a, a sad look on his face and say, No, there is only one punishment for crimes these days. You get sent to your town. Oh, <laughs> No. Elliot, I hate you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. If you are new here, and if you can, I would recommend leaving before your options become too limited. Well, I don't know about my companions, but uh, that ain't really my bag getting out when it gets bad. That is admirable. Hmm. 
If you needs make it out of the city, the abbey is several turns march to the south. You'll find it among the Blue Mountains. Hey, Florian. Ask about the, um, the Office of Information. You got a good thing going. And near you, on the street, you hear a... Is there anything we can help you with here? And you see two security officers standing on the street, almost directly behind you, Oswald. Oh, hello. He, he was just looking at eye level, and they were just too tall. <laughs> it is a, a tall, burly lichen with a rifle hanging casually in front of them on a strap. And a another smaller, more uh, vulpine lichen standing behind them. The taller of the two will stare down at you with a slight snarling grin. We ask that our guests to the city uh, go about their business as quick as possible. It's not safe to remain out of doors for too long. Oh, sure, sure. I We were merely inquiring as to how to get to the um, Office of Information. We're, we're new here, so uh, mm. just getting some directions. And you see some calculating looks towards... Your companions, including Florian, who's in the alley still. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for the Office of Information, you're heading in the wrong direction. Oh, dear. Well, uh, uh, would you mind pointing out the correct direction? Uh, My sense of direction is not what it once was. We'd be happy to escort you. No, I suppose that's... Florian, we don't need directions. We're going to get an escort. Isn't that great? Oh, uh, perfect. Thank you. He's very kind of you. Uh, thank you for your help, brother. Uh, but apparently we, uh, won't be needing your services at this time. And the orc will put out a hand towards you, as though asking for a hand up from his sitting position. Uh, oh, sure. And you pull him up, you see he comes up to, uh... Not very tall compared to you. He's maybe only about five foot five, but he is built and wide. Mm-hmm. And his shoulders were kind of hunched together as he was knitting and sewing. But when he straightens up, he's easily three, three and a half feet wide. Just broad, broad shoulders that pull against the fabric of his uh, tunic that he's wearing. And when he comes up to his height, you can feel something pushed into your the palm of your hand. But he will finish by shaking your hand and saying, you had best be going. Of course. Uh, thank you, sir, for your help. Hmm. And I'll just kind of nod and quickly make my way out of the alley. How big is whatever he put in my hand? Is it something Tiny. I could easily, like... Okay, so I'll, I'll just um, do a little, like... Uh, it feels like yeah. a tiny cube that has been shoved into the palm of your hand. I would say cool. maybe... Um, oh, I don't know. A D6 sized. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Florian will like, tug at one of his big mechanic gloves and just like pop it in there. Okay. Okay. The yeah, security forces here are happy to escort you to your destination. And I, I know that you are not... Um... Technically, tour guides, but as seeing as we are new to the city and eager to learn, I wouldn't mind uh, 
if you point out some of the more exciting uh, features of, of Talgan City. And they will, with gusto, pointing out all of the locations where the Lord General achieved various points of victory in the wake of the chaos caused by the moon explosion. Wow. There are scenes of what were probably battle uh, along Bitigo, but have been memorialized by being cast in different precious metals. There's clearly, like, bits of torn explosion along a building that has been cast in bronze, and little placards have been put here. It's like, it was here that the Lord General uh, conquered the bandit raids of just post-Moonfall. It keeps mm -hmm. referring to an event called Moonfall, which you assume is when the moon exploded. Right. And... As you're approaching this much larger building, it was once called the Grand Library. It's a public library. It's a public <laughs> library for a very big city, but you've seen bigger. Oh, yes. Especially considering that all available information is pretty much available on the archive. A library, quote-unquote, basically comes down to mostly a public access center. Mm -hmm. There are lots of public data terminals that are available for anyone to use. There are also, depending on the world, storages of periodicals and um, more archaic forms of literature. Mm -hmm. But this one is nothing really to write home about. Then I won't. What you do see is that the front is festooned with crimson on black banners with that shattered moon symbol that you've seen around. Hmm. It is a, a crescent shape with three crystals coming out from the center of the uh, the crescent shape, representing the shattered moon. What are the other, like, colors to the crystals? Or um... No, it is just crimson on black. Okay, cool. And yeah, you are told about the Lord General's great many victories post-moonfall on your trip to the Office of Information. Hmm. And you see that there is a small ministration happening in front of the building, uh, being conducted by a projection of the Lord General, who you've seen about this tall, imposing, again, really not sure if he's just a really small ogre or a really big Midrian, but either way, he is a massive, massive sapient individual who speaks with a firm, authoritative voice. And this particular projection, as opposed to some of the other ones you've seen, that just spout off little lines of propaganda. This one is talking at length a story about how post-Moonfall, when civilization was collapsing and the Dominion had abandoned Talgon III, that it was the Lord General who stood up and seized control of the chaos and managed to keep Talgon City safe through the collapse of the Dominion and the oppressive forces of the Empire that were seeking to destroy mm -hmm. Talgon III. Is, is there any way to get a sense of, like, when... That was? I mean, I know he's not going to be like, four years ago today. Four score. Um, I mean, were they, years ago. were they giving dates on the on the tour? They were referencing everything to post-Moonfall. Like, okay. in, the, in the first couple of cycles, uh, this all ha like, within the first cycle, all of his great victories occurred post-Moonfall, mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. just a few short months he managed to do blah blah blah, and 
So okay, so it it's been a while it seems since he's been in control. The gist you get is that at least within the last four cycles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he managed to throw together all of this in the chaos that happened just after Moonfall. So that would have been sometime during the Shattering. So probably five plus years ago. You yeah. don't know exactly when the disaster here happened during the Shattering. And that war lasted two years. So yeah, this giant holographic version of the Lord General Moonstone is preaching the story of his victory that goes on for about two minutes and then repeats itself. Is there, there's not anybody who's just like watching this or, or is, or is it just, it's just playing for people to hear as they go by. It's playing for people to hear as they go by. There is one guy who is standing Uh. directly in front of it, waving a flag with the shattered moon going, yeah, Lord general. Woo. Is he selling merch too? No. <laughs> he's got a t-shirt with the Lord General's face on it, but he nice. appears to have made that himself. Ah, uh, okay. It's not licensed. No, no. This is Most thir- third is, party merch. Anyways. <laughs> I was just about to ask if if he had more that we could purchase. And he's clearly like tried to match his own style to the Lord General's, but he's not nearly as imposing or as uh cut or as clean. Yeah. The, the, the shaved nature of the Lord General's head doesn't look quite as good on someone who has kind of a, a bit of a divot just above their left ear. Mm. And yeah, you are led up to the Office of Information, flanked by two security individuals who, once that you get to the stairs, they will leave you there, as there are more security personnel up at the top of the stairs guarding the entrance to this place. I thank them for their trouble. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to Talgon City. Of course. Just like unthreatening grin behind Oswald. Yeah. All right, researchers, we are about to learn a good deal about what has uh, transpired upon this planet as well as in this city in particular. So keep an open mind, open ears, and get ready to learn. Oh, joy. So excited. Yes, sir. Like, are we grad or are we interns or are we like middle schoolers? <laughs> Why not both? Technically, I'm not a teacher, so... Thank you, and don't make a ruckus. <laughs> Be sure to hold hands as we're traveling across the street. Stay three tiles away from the, the wall when you're walking down the hallway and do it in single file. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you are walking up into the entrance of this place, Amari... What did I do? Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, I've been quiet this whole time, Mike. I'm trying not to get in trouble here. Why do you think he picks you out? Oh, no. yeah. it's the same shit that happened in, in, in school, too. It's like, Reed, you haven't said anything the entire class. Why is that? Because I don't want to talk. No. <laughs> I would like you to roll me a d20. Okay. Aha! Okay, this is why I... I don't That's a nat 20. Oh! Actually, I don't but know but here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. First, no yeah. one knows what this means in this yeah. system. First <laughs> nat twenty of the game. Maybe the only one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are shown inside. People are watching you, not suspiciously, but with a, a clear, overt. They're watching you. There, there is no hiding that people here are very much observing the newcomers who are entering the building. 
Everyone in here is wearing a variation of the security uniform you've seen. It seems as though the civilian version of that is a little bit less padded and armored, but more uh, accents have been put on it. And those shattered moon patches are placed liberally at the shoulders and at the breast. Okay. If there's one thing Lord General Moonstone is not lacking, it is branding. As you Got some notes for a moment, Tap. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, if this turns out to be alternate universe Omatep, yes. what the fuck? What happened to him? <laughs> but as you enter, you see a, a large front desk that is sat at by a prim looking Midrian with a short shoulder length hair. She is wearing the equivalent of a business suit. Uh, of a uniform. And as you come in, Amari, you see her eyes go wide as she sees you. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know if you have any reaction as you see this clear look of recognition cross her face. I'm just going to assume we're going to keep going. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge it. Or actually, you know what? No, I am. I'm going to look right at her and give her and give her a a, a salute. Okay. Mm-hmm. If uh, hmm. All right. All right. All right. Let's hope she's a fan. <laughs> there is. How could you not be? A a moment where she looks startled, then surprised. Then she will stand up suddenly and give you a return salute. And then a nod, a wink, and I continue on my way. And where are you going? Are, like, are we all just walking in together? Like, is she like yeah. the front desk person? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. I was hoping she was just like some person off to the side. No. <laughs> like a different desk. Uh-uh. Uh, the well, natural 20. <sighs> okay. Um, well, we're following Oswald, so I'm assuming he's in the lead. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll see what happens when we get up. Are we at like at the desk? Or are we, you are walking uh, towards it when this happens. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay. Oswald, Oswald sees the salute. You all see this. Also. Uh, I he also gives a salute because he's like, is this a custom? Oswald, put your hand down. Put your hand down. But it's just, just participating yep. in the local. All right. um... Okay. All right, Oswald. Hello. How do you do? I am Oswald uh, uh, Octavian Theophilus the uh, Third. I am the representative from the archive. Uh, these three are working for me. It is a pleasure to meet you, as I'm sure. Uh, I am a pleasure to meet as well, uh, so on and so forth. May I please uh, inquire what your name is? She, she'll look to you and then look over at Amari and look back to you. I, I'm <laughs> Meredith. We spoke earlier. We did. Sorry, I I just had uh, just woken up. That, that's uh, Amari of the AAC. Hmm. That there. That. Aye. Well, hero of the Dominion. I mean, hero is a strong word, but um, I think Florine is doing his best to just like, what the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) He led the Gilded Mane. 
he and the Yazada were the last standing at, at, at the Battle of Fort Domacy? I mean, sure. Let's not worry about what each of us did before we became employees of, of the Archive. I think let's, let's move forward. Uh, Amari is an excellent assistant. Uh, what he did in the past... Uh, I'm like smiling no back behind point. you, just like with a toothy, toothy grin at all of this. I continue. No, you're doing great. He he's with with you. Yes. Let's put it this way. I run security. Why? Why? I need a little excitement once in a while. Also, what could be more noble than pursuing knowledge itself? Uh, the fact that he has chosen defending citizens of the Dominion from empire aggression. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I don't think. Um, no, I, I think that m knowledge would be more noble. Um, I mean, there's, Meredith, there's... can I talk to you for a second? Meredith, do you mind if I can talk to just Oswald? Do you mind if I talk to Meredith for a second? I, I, like, I need really to quick? call in to, to Miss Glenn, let her know her noon is here anyway. And she will like, uh, move over to a calm. So I... Uh, <laughs> so Shay... Like, hands in pockets, uh, takes, like, a casual glance behind us. Is there anybody, like, coming? You are in the atrium of a, a large library that sits just beyond this front desk. The library itself appears to be a three-floor building that is mostly an open-concept area where you see lots of data terminals spread out in banks, uh, there are a few private rooms off to the left and to the right, up in the second and third floors, but mostly the entire space is one large open area with balconies ringing the second and third floors. The shelves up there go back into the stacks, and you can see that they are lined with uh, old data tablets and periodicals and things of a more local nature. There is a section in the far back that appears to be physical books, there doesn't appear to be anyone coming necessarily at this moment, but there are plenty of people bustling around in here. Does it look like anybody's, like, noticed this, uh, kind of ruckus? There are a couple of glances towards the front, but no one's necessarily coming over. Mostly just, like, kind of wanting to get a gauge on, should I be positioning myself so that I can, so that Florian is a shield or get my I'm an engineer speech ready. The people you see in here aren't armed. Okay. They appear to be communications people Just and torsos. data experts. And you see along one side on the bottom floor, there appear to be uh, holographics experts working on those projectors that project the, the Lord General's image. Hmm. Okay. So you don't think anyone's here about is about to draw on you, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. I just don't know what the Lord General's feeling is about uh the Empire V uh Dominion, so Yeah, you really don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. -mm. We'll maybe find out sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. So Amari, you take Oswald aside? No, I want to talk to Meredith. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, yeah. She before is she... hovering on near the comm, but she's looking towards you again, still with just an expression of awe. 
Yeah, I, I want to do the. Th- I will sort. Sorry, go- I, I was going to say I will kind of hook the back of Oswald's uh, jacket and sort of just just pull him back. Yep. <laughs> and then I do the thing where there's like a smaller a smaller person. And you just kind of palm their chest and push them back behind you. It's like, yeah, don't don't worry about him. I I, I just start. I just. Why do people know who Amari is? I don't. What? Yeah, it's weird. It's you, weird. Yeah. You said you heard all the things that she said, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's why. That's why that's, he has the the big old uh, fighting machine, the one that do- doesn't have the, the one that can't go fast I, enough for it really to be cool. I guess it's just there's just so been, fast. There's just <laughs> been so many wars and so many soldiers and so many battles throughout the history of this galaxy. I just don't know why anybody gives a shit. But uh, to each his own. Um, so I'm going to do the thing where I uh, lean forward on the counter, kind of with, like with both my arms. It's like, hey, <laughs> I'm not flirting with this character. Mm-hmm. Just I'm just like giving them individual attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbroken eye contact. Not necessarily. They're they're into they're into the idea of 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 Amari. Amari is just you know he's a people person. As Turn as on that like Lian charm. Yeah, um, which may or may not have some pheromones attached to it. Yep, I smell nice. Hey, hey, you obviously know who I am. Um, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, things have changed a little since then, just a little bit. Um. Just what, giving you a what heads could up. Have changed you. What? You don't stop being a hero. Oh, I know. I'm doing a little uh, community outreach right now. You know, working oh. with the archive, making them, you know, getting them into places they wouldn't normally be able to get to. Oh. Um. You. Like here. Hmm. Amongst others. And her her voice gets a, a little lower. I, I don't think you want to be here. Why is that? Seems like a cool place. She, she looks over her shoulder and looks back to you and you see genuine fear mm-hmm. cross her face. She says, the Dominion isn't welcome here anymore. The Lord General, he... Well, the Dominion left. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't don't appreciate the fact that soldiers like yourself stood up to, to the the Magus Butchers, but, I mean, some still do, but that's not the way the Lord General tells it. I'm just here to put my best foot forward. I'm, hey, Olivia, I you're over there mouthing, what does that mean, Okay. And the point is to be as vague as possible and let them interpret that mm-hmm. as, as their I own know. thing, okay? <laughs> yeah, and sh- she will nod slowly, say, I'm going to tell Miss Glan that her noon is here with the field researcher, and that's right. it. Perfect. And the, the more under wraps we can keep this, the better. 
So you're not here. I don't to... want my face influencing too much stuff. I want the the research to speak for itself. She gives you this questing look, like she's trying to read something into what you're saying, but then she clear her expression turns to confused. Oh, okay. So, and then so I you're... give her another wink. But I'm I'm uh, with a night with a good smile associated with it. Uh, can I? I want to try and charm this person. That sounds like an influence role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta. Where are my stats? Okay. Shay, how do you think he's doing over there? Oh, the over under on that. Uh... Hmm. I mean, it's not bad. He's very charismatic. I'm doing and lots clearly, of hand waving and stuff like that. Clearly she already, uh, you know, is a fan at the very least. Who knows after this? We'll see. I mean, if it was Axel Amadito, it'd be one thing. But, you know. Oh, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Of course not. It'd be done already. There's yes. a swift... Mission would be over. Punch, yeah. backward punch. <laughs> um, like, shut up, shut up. Shut your mouth, Axel. I don't punch uh, Oswald. Um, yeah, so I would think this is kind of bold to to go up and start taking a yeah. taking a chance to do yeah. this. So that's going to be a D10. And my influence is a D6. No specializations there? No. No, no. Not Wanna throw in the Aether into this? Yeah, what's... Uh, I don't know if there's anything I should pull from around here. Um, that might be a little obvious. So, yeah, I'll throw... Uh, Especially considering you I'll need to be touching it to do that. Yeah. I mean, I could always have my hand on, like, my hip, on, like, my blaster or whatever. Yeah, you could to be doing Ooh, that. Ooh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I treat... I'll, I'll pull one from my gun and use one of my own. And okay. since I've got the savant trait, I treat all of my own as a D8. Correct. So, okay, so we got a D10, two D6s, and a D8. What am I shooting for, Mike? This is a, a hard roll. This is uh, oh, somebody no. who is working for the information ministry of a local warlord who recognized you and is clearly looking for something out of you, but you don't exactly know what it is. Do you want to see pictures of the Izada? I got plenty. <laughs> Do you want to go on a ride in the you don't Yazada? know You don't know if fangirling is what's happening here. It's slower than you think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got big guns. I'll let you shoot the gun. Okay, here we go. So yeah, 20 is the number we're looking for here. Oh, no. A 20 is what got in him in this situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's oh, probably perfect. why. Yeah. Uh, that is a 19. Mike! Oh, 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 yes. You can have a void die. I'll, oh, I'll allow it. <laughs> Much obliged. You're welcome. This won't, this I'm sure won't come back to bite me in the ass. So please of roll all things to use the void die on, this seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's a 12. Holy crap. So. Not only do you succeed, you also have a critical victory. So you can alley-oop, you can regain an Aether die, or you can attempt a to take this person out of this scene. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. How do I how would I take her out of this scene effectively? 
if that would benefit me at all. Well, considering this is an influence role, it, clearly yeah. you're socially maneuvering her to get out of here in some fashion. I don't know. I, I'm trying to, I'm also trying to get a read on her of whether or not she is like interested in like, Oh, it's a cool person. Oh, I'd love to hang out with this person. Or it's just like, Oh shit. He, this person shouldn't be here. This is super duper bad. What do you have in perception? Uh, my perception is a D six. And do you have any specializations in reading people or anything? No. Okay. She seems to be putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that you represent the Dominion. Okay. And the fact that you're here, and that might be bad. the reason... It's not that it's bad, it's that, like, she might be reading something into your presence here that is not the case. She, oh, like, maybe okay. thinks that you're, yeah, here as a representative of the Dominion, like, to... Okay, okay exert influence over this yeah. place no hell no no i'm here to distribute blankets and and, and soup but she doesn't know that yeah and um, also we're not right now <laughs> eventually you don't know what other missions we're gonna get saddled with after this anyways yeah i think taking her out of the scene is going to be more interesting to make her kind of like, like see if I can. Yeah. I just, I bite her head off. I just lean forward and, and remove <laughs> her head. Chomp. So, yeah. What you're the traditional, here uh, Leon, uh, greeting is what's called a finishing blow. This really hasn't come up yet in the game. So I'm going to explain oh. it now. Uh, a, a finishing blow is if a character has been assigned all of its conditions, it is open to a finishing blow. Now, the exception to that is if you get a critical victory on something. Mm. A This type of action removes the, that character from the mission, or it may destroy them outright, depending on the situation. The difficulty of a finishing blow is determined by the highest possible tactics die of that character, plus the highest possible talent die of that character. Uh, she has a d6 in being an office worker as her tactic, and a d6 in being an office worker as her talent. <laughs> Very specialized. Oof. Very specialized. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. relatable. <laughs> when you get a critical victory, you can mm. attempt to just straight out finishing blow somebody, mm. and you use the total of your critical victory as the die roll. You could choose to re-roll, but most of the time that's going to be a moot point because you've rolled so high yeah. at that point. Right. So your total with that 12 would have been a 31. 31. She rolls a 6. So you succeed. Gosh, she almost got it. She was so almost close. there. Yeah. So okay. somehow this influence causes her to leave this scene and the mission in total. So how do you want to persuade her to get out of here? I mean, does it have to be physical, or can it just be she's not going to get in our way? Like, yeah, she still no. exists here. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, she just can't yeah. exert any more onto the, the mission at hand. Okay. Is there any way that, even though she's removed, can we call on her again at some point to for her to aid us or gain information, or she's no longer accessible as an NPC. She would no longer be able to act meaningfully, meaning she would no okay. longer be able to exert any kind of narrative pressure. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, I would ask her if the, um, gosh, the 
person we're here to see would know who I am specifically. Miss Glenn? No. I, okay. I don't think so. She was never a supporter of the Dominion even when they were here. Okay. I just want you to know, I'm not in any official capacity representing the Dominion or anything like that, so and you, you don't have to worry about that. whole body kind of slump when you say that. And she goes, oh. oh. Puppy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I used to be a big, shiny hero and all that, all that jazz. Space jazz. What's it called in this universe, Mike? It's still jazz. It's still jazz, baby. Okay, I'm cool. I'm just making sure it's not a Star Wars thing. Nope. Cool, thanks. Cool <laughs> Cool and good. <laughs> Weirdly enough, Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes is still a band. It's just not called the same Hell thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Their their music is uh is is Time multi-dimensional. Yes. Yeah. Um okay. So she's all like a little bit more zen now, or at least she seems quite as high very deflated and def- she looks defeated when you say no. that you're not here representing the Dominion. She seems genuinely put out by the fact that nope, Lord General is still the the word of the day. Yeah. Right now, we're just here to gather some information, see the see the sights, and you know, get the lay of the land. I'll let make sure everyone's okay. Miss Glenn, know that her twelve o'clock is here. Then, okay, we'll be back in a bit. And she lets the Minister of Information know that her appointment is here. You are eventually shown to one of the offices up on the third level back near the physical medium. As you're passing through this place, you see that a lot of the information that's being cobbled together here is in service to the Lord General's story about how things went after the Moonfall incident. There appears to be a lot of, like I said, holographic engineers working on those little projection pods There are quite a few people who are scouring the data terminals here, looking for... Well, you're not sure what they're doing, but they are clearly, like, editing things. You're not sure what, precisely. So this is the propaganda ministry. Yes, it definitely looks like that. The banners of the Lord General are here in full display, hanging from the ceilings. And, like I said, you are shown to an office up on the third floor. That is the office of Thuvia Glan. You find her to be a very keen-eyed lichen woman. She is tall, slender, with thin, not quite emaciated, but like whipcord thin. She clearly has kind of a runner's build. Her sleek, summer blonde hair is speckled with black and gray that runs down from her long, almost vulpine snout. Are you telling me this is a hyena lady? Is this what you're telling me, Mike? (laughs) No, I would say she's more of, you know those like really long-limbed foxes? Main fox! That's even even better! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And... She is working at a data pad as you are shown in. 
She will hold up a single finger as she continues to type very, very quickly with one of her hands. And when she looks up, you can see that both of her eyes have been replaced with etheric implants. And they glow with a bright blue light. Both of her eyes have been replaced with guns. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, robotic hands, weirdly Uh enough. Gross. There's a bit of a moment of terror as you see those eyes gleam, because the last time you saw theoretically implanted eyes gleaming much like this, they were being possessed by a <laughs> terrible fey presence in a shattered moon base. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But these are glowing blue, not purple. That's good. And as you come in, her lips peel back from long, immaculately clean teeth. And she'll say, Ah, excellent. The archivist. Mm. Ah, pleasure. Uh, Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Oh, oh yes. Uh, and these are my associates. Yes, I have been informed of your interns. It is a curious thing that a field researcher of such prodigious amounts of work has made their way this far out into the southern reach. Well, it is the Archive's goal to document uh, just about everything that goes on within Dragon's Wake. And based on what I've heard, uh, we were given a, an informal tour of, of the uh, Lord... Uh, uh, no, it's General not General Moonstone. General Moonstone. Lord General Moonstone's uh, accomplishments. It seems like quite a bit has happened. So, um, yes. I simply meant that your specialty, based on the articles of yours that I've read, seems to be mm-hmm. planetology and more broad galactic history, less sure. the current sociopolitical climate left in the wake of those imperial butchers. Well, that's fair, but, um, you know, not a lot of discoveries in planetology and uh, etherophysics ever since all the planets were um, terraformed, unfortunately. So I am where the money is, uh, so to speak. Um, uh, A mercenary endeavor, then. In in a sense, it is how uh, the Archive operates, at least on the level that I uh, work at. I am happy to accommodate any information you wish of the current situation here on Talgun 3. I have cleared the next hour or so for us to speak, if that is amenable. But if you require more of my time, I would be happy to assign one of my assistants to aid you in any further research you might need to do. All right. Well, that's that's very kind of you. Uh, Let's let's get started. And I, I think Oswald sort of prepares... I think I think there's like a obviously there's the the spectacles, but I think he has like a a, a wrist sort of touch pad as well that he uses watch. to an Apple Watch essentially. Oh, uh, no, it's got to be a calculator watch, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, and he types out boobs um, on his calculator watch. No um, password. <laughs> no. Um, yes. Well, I am I am ready. Uh, uh, let's start with. Um, Let's see. A standard issue Vorpal Corp wristcom. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's start with um, 
Seems like the records on, on Talgan, uh, the archive, are a bit dated. Uh, and so uh, let's start with uh, the Shattering. Uh, that seems like a good place. It seems uh, a lot has come out of that very uh, important event. Uh, how about we start there? And she is happy to start there. You learn that Talgan III was once a protectorate of the Dominion. Uh -huh. During the war, almost all resources were pulled away from Talgan III in service of the war elsewhere. Until uh -huh. they really, really weren't. Apparently, during the war, a pitched battle occurred, not on the planet itself, but in the skies above Talgan III. Hmm. An imperial... In atmosphere or both? Like oh, okay, interesting. Uh, the Empire apparently showed up here, tried to set up a forward operating base, but were met with heavy opposition from the Dominion, who showed up shortly after to contest the territory. Hmm. Was there a re uh, theorized reason why? If there is, nobody on Talgon 3 is privy to that information. Okay. That is, there's, there's not, like, resources on Talgon that would be useful or anything like that? Yeah. Nobody knew about the Atheum deposits on the moon, but maybe somebody from the Empire knew that they were there? Mm-hmm. All that is known is that during the battle, an Imperial supercarrier warped into the system. That is a ship of unbelievable size and power, that was used to burn worlds during the shattering. Those are one of the, like the, the ultimate sized ones that, the, yeah, um, the empire built yeah. 13 of them to begin with. And it nearly bankrupted the entire economy of the empire. That was several hundred cycles ago. That's fine. Panned out. There are, I think seven of them left at this point, uh, actually six since the shattering. And slowly but surely, they've just declined in viability, and they will get damaged or destroyed over the course of time. But they are still unbelievably powerful ships. Mm. And one showed up here, completely annihilated the Dominion forces that were located here, and destroyed the moon in the process. Rude. Whatever weapon that supercarrier used, no one's quite sure what precisely it was, but it seemed to be an immensely powerful singular beam of energy that lanced out of the ship itself and shattered the center of the moon, behind which the Dominion forces were regrouping and regathering in an attempt to swarm back out and attack the Imperial forces. So rather than flank around to either side of the moon, the Empire seemed to choose just blow up the moon to destroy the Dominion behind it. I mean... Which is great exactly until the they cause wide-scale ecological devastation on the planet beneath. Somehow I don't think they care. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they blew up the moon. So, probably not. Minister Glan is definitely speaking harshly of both sides of the conflict. Apparently, the Dominion didn't really do much outside of take tithes and taxes from Talgan III when they were in charge. Oh. That, that sounds like them. And when she says that, she will give you, Florian, a bit, a bit of a look. 
Oh, no, Florian's nodding. Like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) But she will go on to say that when that occurred, which apparently that happened five and a half cycles ago. So near the end of the shattering, but not quite at the end of it. Okay. After that, she will go on to say that the Dominion completely abandoned Talgon Three. There was no longer any support uh, for the planet. The Empire didn't care one lick about the problems they called caused on this planet, and every call for aid went unanswered. And it was during that time of chaos that the Lord General Moonstone began to rally the remaining security forces of Talgan City and establish order in the city, despite the breakdown of government procedure and the anarchy that was beginning to develop all over the world. As resources were becoming scarce, it was the Lord General who organized a recapture and reallocation of a Dominion facility that was located up in the northern ice caps. Apparently he led a group up there to capture Dominion supplies that, while not guarded by personnel, were still secure in a Dominion facility there. Hmm. And, uh, where where did this Lord General come from? I'm, I mean... I, I had a similar question. We've, um, we've heard so much about him today. I'm, I'm really quite curious um he's been quite uh he's done a lot of this with a lot of efficacy was he part you said he rounded up the security forces was he part of the security force before the end of the shattering and she will tell a story about a a simple sergeant of the talgan city security forces who took the initiative during the chaos to gather those, even though he did not technically have the command stripes needed to take command of the situation, he nonetheless took it upon himself to rally the individuals needed to enforce security, and it was only in the days after the the raiders stopped coming that it was the the people of the security forces that gave him the title of Lord General. Hmm. A go-getter, that one. And I'm sure he refused the laurels thrice, and it was all very <laughs> symbolic. And... Yeah, just wait till he gets stabbed 18 times. Um, Soon. Why stop at 18? Really? I know. I mean... Um, well, this... It, I have to say, uh, your question about uh, my speciality in the archive, uh, this truly sounds like somebody who should be recorded as a historical figure, someone important to the history of this planet, I should say. Most definitely. Hmm. It is the Lord General who is going to reestablish civilization properly here on Talgan Three and make it a, hmm. a beacon of hope here in the Southern Reach. Hopefully his influence will spread to other planets and we might secure a more protected space for those who need it in these chaotic times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, very. One important. can only hope. Yes, and he's he's uh, from here originally. Is that is that is that what you said? Born and raised. Yes, born and raised here here in the city. Talon Talon city, city boy. Today. Yes, oh, there's just a good ring to that. You know, it makes for an excellent origin story for 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 these kinds of uh, almost mythical 
uh, historical figures. Uh, I would He's a love legend to in know, his own time. I would I would love to know what what in his his uprearing his 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 what caused what caused this mythical figure to 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 be the person they are today like what what led up to this this excellent uh, individual um uh, stepping up in the way that he did well unfortunately the lord general was orphaned at a young age and grew mm. up on the streets of talgan city but was able to learn through hard work and perseverance that he was able to accomplish a great many things with his undoubtedly great skill, but also the connections he made along the way to the O's of the security forces he held so dear. Because despite the Dominion's terrible lack of leadership and commitment to Talgun Three, the local security forces nonetheless banded together and led the charge toward this new, glorious, secure future for our planet. Hmm. Hmm. And the tenacity, too, I'd expect. The Lord General will not stop until his planet is secure. A noble pursuit. Um, now I'm trying to think of what I can orphan. Uh, is there much uh, records of, of, of the Lord General before... Uh, his rise to, to fame, uh, perhaps? Uh... We have his story from his own lips, but of course, much of the local information was lost during the Moonfall. Our jobs here at the Ministry of Information is attempting to rebuild what scraps of information we can pull in from local networks from around Talgan Three and rebuild mm. our planet's history and information bases. Well, I... Th I that um, sounds excellent. Um, uh, Mr. Theophilus, just, um, mm, you know, yes. right where your where assistance interns mm -hmm. were here to learn. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I have a question. The archive, they, they prefer um, primary resources, yeah? Just generally. Um, okay. I, I, as close... Tenant. Yes, well, as we, we want to get as close to the source as, as possible. I'm sure you understand. You are articulating um, very well, and I'm intrigued, of course, but, well, I need more than just one source of information. I'm sure you understand. Of course. I can have any of my aides repeat the story to you. Hmm, yes. Does, I want to meet this fool! Does... Just the why can't I not remember the it's Lord General, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. D does the Lord General do interviews or uh, or anything like that? The Lord General is very busy securing much of the remainder of this continent beyond the reaches of Talgan City. Well, I I'm inspired by by your. Uh, what you said earlier about rebuilding the history of this planet. Um, Very important work, yes. And, and I, I would say that um, that is directly in line with what the Archive does uh, within Dragon's Wake. I think that, and I understand that the Lord General is very busy, so much to do, but the good that we can do by by spreading a, a message to, 
directly from the Lord General to all of Dragon's Wake through the Archive, a very prestigious and well-known institution. I, I can't think of a better way to to build some some rapport within uh, the local uh, reach of of, of Dragon's Wake. She she will smirk slightly when you call the archive prestigious, but it, it sounds to me like you are attempting to influence this person and act I meaningfully. Am. So, I am. How, how would you say you're going about this? What what tactic are you using? Well, so I I I heard what she was saying about rebuilding the image of of this uh, planet. Uh, and I'm I'm sort of re I'm shuffling that back. I'm throwing that back her way. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue for uh, cleverly. Um, I uh, would agree with you. Uh, excellent. I disagree. All right, <laughs> forcefully. Give me a with the Lord General now. I want you like Batman to hold up the this this. Swear to me, swear to me. I would say <laughs> that it would be fairly incredible if she agreed to That's allowing fair. you to interview the the Lord mm-hmm. General. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was be. going to suggest this anyway, but even more so now, mm-hmm. um, since I was also talking during that, could I kind of reasonably assist? Uh, sure. If you want to uh, add uh, your uh, talent uh, die to this roll, yes, because I do have a talent die in influence. It is a d6. Okay. Great. Okay. 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 Because I don't have anything in influence. Um, <laughs> okay. Good thing I said something. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Can I um, release some 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 feel good smells to aid them? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just I just uh, want this place so smelling like. Um, I would like to use. I would like to use. Uh, two Aether die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would like to use Mastermind. What is this? Uh, so I'd like to spend one Aether die uh, to double your tactic and talent dice when acting clever. And I, I may use this once per Ooh. scene. Yeah. Okay. This is nice. one of your traits, which are like your, your feats and powers, much like Shay is a wizard. You are a mastermind mm-hmm. and you are able to pull together strands of information that others might not necessarily be able to and do it to great effect. Yeah, I'm going to gonna use my... Um, I imagine it... Uh, I really liked uh, uh, in... I think it was the first or second episode um, Olivia's description of, of uh, Aether like fueling, like pumping through uh, uh, Florian. So I imagine a very similar sort of... Uh, I, I use Aether to sort of affect... Like brain can so I, I imagine you give yourself um, a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. A yes. little bit. Same. <laughs> giving myself you're, a Jimmy Neutron brain brain blast. You're the taking way- some of the pill from Limitless. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're doing a Lucy. I, if we can just I, shove yeah. some more pop culture. I, yeah. I, I imagine uh, you know, Oswald. People only use ten percent of their brain. <laughs> yeah. That's not. That's and not Johansson. She can use all of it. Yeah. She's damn near all of it. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I, I imagine that uh, Oswald is very scatterbrained, and so when he uses Aether for this kind of thing, it like f- focuses him in on. So it's the Ritalin. <laughs> I was it just is about to say. <laughs> magical Ritalin. Yes. I got diagnosed with cool guy disease, so now I <laughs> now can't I take, take Adderall. Adderall. 
<laughs> okay, so I I double the tactic. I don't do. Is it so? It's my uh, talent die, so no. it wouldn't be like, okay. That makes sense. Um, and I don't, <laughs> that would be dope though. <laughs> that would be so dope. Uh, okay, and I'm using three. Fuck. Do I want to just go all in? I think I just want to go all in. Oh, okay. yeah. Just to let you know, you going all in is something you can do once per mission. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. But this would be so good if it worked. Yeah, um, I, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you, but I'm just uh, giving you all the information. That is and okay. if it doesn't work, it'll be hilarious. Um, eh. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Okay, great. Let's go for it. All right, and Elliot, if you could roll your influence die as well. Ah, oh, yes, of course. Uh, that's going to be... Oh, yes. Um, and then going all in, remind, so, uh, remind me. You would be able to use the maximum number of Aether die that you have access to in your Aether Okay, pool. so I'd roll one more d6. Well... No, that's on top of whatever you just spent. So you, oh. it's, it's like how we treated critical hit right. damage. You take your oh. maximum and then you add the roll on top of that. So that's... Uh, is ridiculous. Yeah. So what would that be? That would be th 37? 37. Uh, 40. 40. Oh. <laughs> and you were looking for 25. So okay. this is a critical victory. Slam dunk this wolf in the garbage. <laughs> I am useless after this. Um, Would you like this to be a finishing blow? Get back some of your Aether die or alley-oop? I'm going to say finishing blow. I'm going to take her out of out of this. Uh, she uh, be able to act meaningfully. Okay. Yeah. And she has a D12 in propaganda and a D10 in the Lord General's will. Mm. I'm going to add both of the void <laughs> dice to her roll. That tracks. Yeah. Let's see if you can get mm. out of this. No, 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 no. Uh, 13, 17, 22. Nope. Um, not quite 40. Not even not quite 40. <laughs> <laughs> it was possible. It was possible. It, 3d12 it was... plus a d10. Uh, yeah, yeah. All definitely. things are possible with the power of the void. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I have spent those two void dice. Those are back to y'all. And uh, yeah, she will give you a, 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 a thoughtful look, placing a taloned finger on her lips for a moment. And then she'll say, yes, I think we might be able to work something out. The Lord General will be returning within the next turn span. If you are amenable to waiting that long, we could probably arrange something. Yes, of course. We're we're staying at a, a local establishment. Uh, we wouldn't mind. Yes, the Golden staying a little. That that is correct. Uh, uh, wouldn't mind staying a little bit longer. That's uh, wow. That's a, that is excellent opportunity. I I look forward to it. I will let you know about details in the near future. Of course. 
In the meantime, is there anything else I or anyone within my service might do to expand your knowledge? <clears throat> ask about ask about the deposits. <clears throat> ask about the moon aether. I was curious, um, seeing as you know what my specialties are, um, uh, what what have you learned about uh, this? Uh, Suddenly, there is shouting coming from behind you out in the formerly Grand Library. Oh, people what? are shouting, and there is the sound of someone calling for the volume to be turned up. Glancing around, you're not sure what's happening. There's a lot of bustling happening behind you. What is what is going on? And Minister Glan will stand up her long limbs pushing herself up she'll stride over to her office window and look out and you see that some of the hollow projectors in the center of this space have been reconfigured to show what looks like some kind of live broadcast hmm. and what you all see is images of a long spar of moon jutting up out of the ocean suddenly detonating in an enormous explosion of emerald green light it looks as though someone tried to warp inside the atmosphere and successfully removed a large sliver of moon that was piercing an archipelago somewhere in the southern hemisphere of this planet, erasing a large chunk of the moon from existence. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well, now, that's fine. That, place, was... that sliver of moon sucked. <laughs> and as people are rushing about and running back and forth, Minister Glan will step outside and shout down, What is happening? And someone down from below will shout back up, The Coal Foundation has attacked us! And I think that's a good place to end it yeah. for this session. Talk about propaganda. Fucking god damn it. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MatCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at MatcomRPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs. Such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, 
be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.